couple years down the road, you um, you really throw all of your efforts into making a difference. That's what you tell yourself. You wake up every morning at six forty-five a.m. Oh wow! Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and you say, "Today's the day that I make a difference." And then you leap out of bed every day. Just excited to be awake. Excited to make a difference. Oh, man. Right? So, um, you tried like different forms of, of like activism and, you know, you're organizing and, you know, community uh, meetings and things like that. And, uh, but you're like, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I could produce something that uh, would be at a, a cheaper cost to, you know, my community. How, how can I, how can I impact their pocketbook, which will ultimately impact their lives? So you start meeting with like a local manufacturing companies and and you're like really digging for a long time on how to make an impact in the lives of everyday people. Truly noble work. Well then one day you enter a contest. You get you get invited to like this um chili pepper contest. Eating them? Yeah. Thank God. I'm good at that. Are you? Uh, naturally, yeah. Naturally, you've that always like you've always felt I'm that. You know what I mean? You've always like kind of like seen like those man versus food shows, and you've been like, "This fucking coward, I can do that." You've always felt drawn to heat lately, especially. Some days you like to just turn the stove on, while the top of it get hot, and then you just grab it until you can't feel anymore. You just feel that the tears well up in your eyes. You feel it. You feel it cool your cheek as it rolls down. It's the only cool thing on your body in that moment. You just love heat. So you go to this chili pepper contest, and uh, the winner of the chili pepper contest, they're going to donate ten thousand dollars to the local charity of your choice. And you know, you're 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 like, here's a way I can make a difference. I love $10, heat. Ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand bucks. Yeah. That's to a more charity. Than I make in a year. It's crazy. It's a it's a sizable amount of money. So you're like, I'm going to try it. I love heat. I love helping. That's what your shirt says when you're there that day. <laughs> you're wearing a shirt that says, I love heat. Did I make that shirt or was yes. it gifted to me because people know I like that? I made it. You made it yourself. Did I order it or is it DIY? DIY. Clearly or did I do a good job? You did a great job. Thank you. People are actually coming up to you and they're like, hey, uh, where'd you get that shirt? They're like asking you about it. You know, people are giving you business cards. Everybody's like really into it. Man, I, been, I could probably raise some money for whatever. Exactly. So you kind of just file, doing that. Yeah. You kind of file that away. You're like, maybe there's a merch opportunity here, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, once again, going to make an impact. So you enter this chili pepper eating competition for the, the people. For the people. Yeah. Yes. It's called the uh, People's Chili Pepper Eating Competition. Mm-hmm. It's the 103rd annual chili pepper, uh, People's Chili Pepper Eating Competition. Who started it? A guy named Frank Smiler. Smiler. Yeah. He was uh, the smiliest man anybody had ever known. He always had a smile on his face. Uh, And then one day he uh, ate a chili pepper hole and he just smiled so much that uh, his bottom lip like broke open and uh, his skull cracked in half. He died doing what he loved. Died doing what he loved. Smiling. Smiling. He smiled himself to death. And eating chili peppers. Yeah. The chili oh pepper was God. so good that he smiled himself to death. And they're like, you know what? In the uh, memory of Mr. Smiler, we need to keep this going. 
So 103 years, it's been going a long time. You enter it, and it's pretty straightforward. There's a... There's 17 different competitors. They give you five minutes to eat as many chili peppers as you can. Not the kind that killed Smiler. No, no. Okay. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I think, you know, who knows the GMO stuff nowadays? Who knows? We're past you know, that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah exactly. That's child's the, play. That's the Stone Age, you know, pepper wise. We're in the new age. We're talking about chili peppers 2.0. Chili peppers 2.0. What is it? Tech peppers. Tech peppers. There's yeah. a Silicon Valley peppers. You subscribe to Tech Peppers Monthly. It's um it's a periodical where every month they uh, they show you the newest like farm created hot pepper. Every single episode or every single uh, edition comes with a single packet with one seed, and uh, they have like a monthly photograph club that says uh I dare you to try this pepper and at this point i'm in all of that you're in all, of it. in all of it so you're supposed to grow the pepper from that seed and then send them a picture of you eating the pepper and they pay me for this or i pay to do this you pay to do it okay yeah you just love heat so you enter this chili pepper competition and five minutes you eat 273 peppers is that a lot in it's this lot, in this type of competition? Yeah, the or? nearest the nearest anybody else got was forty five. Oh my god! But you oh were just god. like you were trying to prove a point. Yeah, I have a death wish at this point. At this point, yeah, you were can just I, crushing it. Can I just assume at this point? I mean, I'm more into I'm more into peppers than I am into raising money for stuff, right? No, I mean, no, you feel them both pretty equally. They're both equal. That's I'm why like, this event was such a draw to you, because it was just like... It meets both my needs, exactly. both peppers and heat. raising money Not for peppers, different community heat. programs or something. Heat. 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 The heat itself. You love heat. Man. It could straight up, it could be hot sauce, it could be wings, as long as it's the heat. I could be it, walking it could on be, charcoal. It could be a piping hot iron brand, you know what I mean? It could be... Uh, it could be fallout from a rocket fuel explosion. You know what I mean? You just love... Iraqi fuel explosion, of course. Heat. So you eat an excessive amount of peppers. You obviously win. You donate uh, the $10,000 to a local charity. It's called um, Hogan's Kids. It's uh, Hulk Hogan. There's a, there's a new disease called Hulk Hoganitis. It's where uh, just really like dumb people who don't watch over their kids make their kids look like Hulk Hogan on Halloween, and the kids get really into uh, the power of the costume, and they never get out of it. So they just walk around as Hulk Hogan's. And at this point, at this point, forever. Developed, it's and this new, is just a, a couple disease, years in the future. Just a couple years in the future. And this disease is just rapidly spread yeah, to the point where Look, I so, feel the need that I I need to raise money for the charity to well, serve these you, people. You only feel that way because your neighbor's kid, uh, Briley, had Hulk Hoganitis. Briley had Hulk Hoganitis. Uh -huh. Yep, Briley caught Hulk Hoganitis one one Halloween, and uh, Briley was four years old and just kept walking around saying, "I'm gonna kick your ass, brother." And he was, he was, every day he'd see you, he's like, hey, JT. Riley's you, a boy's name, okay. <laughs> yeah, he goes, JT, have you eaten your fucking vitamins? <laughs> that sounds like something I would take personally after you know, a while if that was so my friend's you kid, saw right? It, you saw it firsthand. You saw it ruin their lives. Mm -hmm. So you donate the $10,000 to Hogan's Kids. It has a big impact. And actually, uh, they wipe it out pretty quick thanks to that. So, I mean, you're, it was worthwhile. Well, how do they wipe it out? Huh? How do they wipe it out? They um, they just talk to the parents. They're like, "Look, you need to be better parents." It was like a it was a social disorder. It was 
I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I can't really explain it that can't well. Can't explain yeah. the processes behind it necessarily. No, I wasn't there for that. So but we did it. We did you it. You guys did it. it. We did it like polio. I don't. I can't know how we did polio. Yeah, it's just done. We, it's just like polio. You know? Yeah. You go down. You actually get inducted into the. Uh, they call it the Tipping Point Hall of Fame. It's the. It's a. It's a very select Hall of Fame, and it's all uh, the people whose donation was the tipping point to have a disease that was cured. So there's one guy there. Um, he had a disease called uh, Ferris Bueller syndrome, where he just couldn't stop saying, um, you know, life moves fast. You don't stop and look around. You might miss it. Whatever that quote is. is this, a, you, this sounds like autism. No, but they would like say it. They would like look at people and say it. <laughs> it was another thing. There's a guy who donated to the... A local foundation that, that saved that one. Uh, there was one with uh, often broken foot symptoms. Uh, That's uh, just a guy who fell down the stairs several times, broke his foot. It was just kind of a coincidence, but somebody helped him out. They cut his foot off. Doesn't have that problem anymore. So you get inducted into that. You got a plaque. It's in Evanston, Indiana. So this is a pretty prestigious thing. I mean, no, it's exclusive, but that doesn't mean it's prestigious. Oh, okay. So yeah. very few people are in it, but they're not necessarily sure. of high caliber. Uh, yeah, nobody really knows about it. They're more like chili pepper eaters and guys that had their foots cut off? Sure. Yeah, right. pretty much. So you donate all this money, your local $10, hero. $10,000. $10, yeah, $10,000. So what is my friend? I mean, I cured his kid. I stone cold cured my friend. Yeah. What does he, how does he feel? Is he just fucking so grateful or is he resentful that I yeah, had like, more help he's like, man, more thank he you. Did? You've given us Briley back. Uh, we can, it. we can finally move on. And then they, they pack up and they leave the next day. Where do they? What's that? Where do they go? They go back to Oklahoma. They moved to where? They moved to Austin. Yeah, there was a, there was a doctor here who was like trying to help kids. Leading in the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he's yeah. A Hulk Hogan pioneer. Hulk Hogan, Hoganitis. Hmm. So, you win this this uh, this competition sizably. You're laying in your bed at night, and you're like, man, I'm making a fucking difference. I'm doing it. And then it hits you. Payoff time. You feel just like bubble guts, you know? You're like, all right, here we go. Here it comes. You have the worst diarrhea you've had in the history of your life. You have the worst diarrhea you can find on record. You are saying things about this diarrhea that, frankly, nobody else has even thought before. It's alarming. It's uh, you're you're uh, you're frightened to be frank. For six days in a row, you have the runniest, worst diarrhea anybody could possibly imagine. You're going through about seven or eight rolls of paper of uh, toilet paper a day. A day. Seven or eight rolls a of day. toilet paper a day. That's how sloppy and wet this time. At this day. point, I should just be using tampons. At this point, you should probably should just be showering off. So you're just like really going through this toilet paper. On the seventh day, you're like, here we go again. A carpenter's week. Yep. You're sitting there, you're holding the toilet paper in your hand, and you just had your breaking point. You've just been blowing up bathrooms for a week straight have i lost a lot of weight though you've lost a lot of weight you're looking really cut yeah uh, at least coming out of that you're like man i might i might start running again you know what i mean like mm -hmm. you're just who knows what's gonna happen 
you just start crying, right? You break down on the toilet, you start crying into that paper towel. And then you finish up and you wipe. And in one wipe, everything's gone. Like my penis and balls? No, like all the all the fecal matter. Oh. It's perfectly clean. Spotless. Alarmingly so. Too clean. And you're like, that's kind of fucking weird, right? You put that toilet paper roll back on the on the toilet. Later on that same day, here comes again. You grab that same paper towel roll or toilet paper roll that you cried into. One ply, perfectly clean, perfectly dry. You're like, holy shit. What the fuck's happening here? You decide to start uh, making your own super toilet paper. You call it um, JT's Plus Wipes. JT's Plus Wipes. JT's Plus Wipes. What it is is uh, you have to, every time you think of something incredibly painful and cry onto a roll of toilet paper, there's some sort of, uh, I don't know if it's like a chemical reaction or what, but it's just the best toilet paper. One ply specifically. Yeah. One ply gets rid of any mess. No fuss, no muss. You go to a farmer's market. You're like hawking your toilet paper. To a these farmer's people. market? Yep, you go to a farmer's they market. Allow, yeah, it's one that allows toilet paper sales. I mean, yeah. You Have you been to a farmer's market? Y- yes. Yeah. Don't let anybody in there. It's, sell it's Mad Max. Yeah, it's, it's Thunderdome. By gasoline and... Yeah. Styrofoam cups. Yeah. Yeah. So you uh you set up a little tent, right? And you start selling this plus wipes. JT's plus wipes. And you um they're like really super like hyper absorbent. You can use them as like paper towels. Their true intention is for uh your delicate parts, but uh, you get a you get a foam model of. Is a, my diarrhea gone, or does it not matter anymore? Because I got these wipes and they're. So it eventually good. it eventually clears up, but you are forever ruined. You know what I mean? It just really fucked everything up on the inside for you. So you're uh you get this like foam butt. You have this really elaborate setup to where you spray like really bad diarrhea uh, all over this foam butt, and you like wipe it. It's just kind of a very gratuitous example of how absorbent these almost, plus wipes are almost inappropriately so next to food yeah kind of like yeah, yeah pretty inappropriate um every time you you do this demonstration there's one guy that you see for just a split second every time you look up you see him he's staring into your eyes and he's just rubbing his nipples you go back and you look again you can't find him so you've been seeing that guy for several weeks now you almost get the feeling that he's following you so you're uh, outside of the poop demonstrations no, he's, he's just he's just there at the, the farmer a farmer's okay. market. Yeah, everybody, you see him for just a split second, and then never again for the rest of the day. So you're like selling the shit out of this these plus wipes, right? You're selling so many of these plus wipes, like you can barely keep up with the tears. Do people know that uh, it's my tears? Do yes. people and be they're comfortable with uh-huh. it? They're very comfortable once they see how absorbent they are. They go, we don't give a we don't give a darn yeah. what's in that. We want those to be the, used. The first week people were like kinda hesitant. You had a couple people who bought some. And the next week they were like there waiting for you. They're like, give us what you got. You know what I mean? So you're selling a shitload of these uh these wipes. 
You got a line, right? Just a line of people waiting for you to open up your stall. The people are there for you. You're getting ready to to start uh, selling your your uh, your plus wipes, and you look at the crowd and you see that a man is walking through the crowd, and he's like pushing people out of the way, like get out of here, come on, let me through. Like he could clearly just like walk past everybody, not in the line, but he's like working his way through the line. He gets up to the front. He's wearing like a a rich brown suit, right? He's got rich brown shoes they shine almost like the sun is made from them they're just brilliant they they're shiny brown shiny brown you see his eyes are ice blue like the deepest darkest part of a glacier he's got this hair this brown hair slicked back he goes hey my name's jimmy jimmy scaratini He pulls a toothpick out of his pocket, starts chewing on it. He goes, word on the street is, you got some good wipes here. Yeah, I do. He goes, uh, what do you say we do a little bit of business? Does he want to buy the wipes that are regular like everyone else? He goes, no, I want to I wanna help you out. I want to help you expand your product line. I want to help you expand your footprint. I want to take these plus wipes nationwide uh let, let's do it right how well how was you got a business is what you do i'm he not gonna a, lie because here's the thing if this was like a businessman uh-huh. that like wanted to buy this i'd be like oh let's pull the trigger buy it sure but this kind of sounds the way from his description maybe the devil or like a mafioso character scaratini Sounds like the type of name that you don't want to say in like a courtroom. You know Scaratini. What I mean? so that what, was that his name? Scaratini. Yeah. Yeah. So Jimmy Scaratini. I'm gonna. I kind of want. There's a. There's a bunch of people around, right? Because yeah. it's a farmers market. Yeah. I would like to continue learning about this in front of them. You know what I mean? He, so uh, he he can't muscle me. Or he, was, he goes, "How much for everything you got today?" A hundred million. Dollars. He pulls out a roll of cash. Uh huh. He's like, I got forty five hundred dollars. Yep. No. He goes, okay. How much for a roll? Um, how much? Like five bucks, I guess. You're you're charging. You have like a, a four pack. You charge five dollars for a four pack. Yeah, five dollars for here. Yeah, five dollars a four pack. So he counts them up. He's like, there's probably like seven hundred dollars worth of toilet paper here. I want all of it. You got it. So he buys it all from you, and he goes, what the fuck? You could have. Forty five hundred bucks. He just doesn't understand uh, why you didn't take his offer. He's a little offended by it. So he uh, takes his toilet paper. He turns around. He goes, "I bought it all. Get the fuck out of here!" He pulls a gun out, fires the gun into the air. <laughs> everybody leaves. The farmers market shuts down. Yeah, everybody's. Le- everybody and we leaves. allow it. I mean, they don't fucking stop him. And this guy, I mean? this guy just kind of runs. Is there some reputation in the farmer's market world with this guy where he's no. just kind of a king? No, people are just purely intimidated just by that oh, one moment. Oh, he's incredibly intimidating. Yeah, I, 30, I was 30 scared seconds, just by the name Scaratini. I was nervous to work with him. You 30, know? 30 seconds after uh, he shot that gun in the air, you see, uh, you see a whole flock of geese fall out of the sky. Because actually, if you kill their leader, they all die. That's something that uh, you learned... 
recently, and you were amazed to see it actually happen in real time. And you forever hold Jimmy Scaratini. He has a place in your heart for showing you what a wondrous thing it was. So he goes, all right, look. He goes, I, I, got, a, I got a connection at a company. He goes, you tell me how we make this, how we make these plus wipes. We'll manufacture it on a large scale. We got slick packaging. Wait, we got so marketing. he shot the gun up in the air so I wouldn't, so there wouldn't be anyone around me. I, I guess he I was mean, still there. He bought all the toilet paper. Yeah, and everybody, else, everybody else left, so you guys can talk business. And then he turned to me, and now he's propositioning me. Yeah. Okay. He's so now he's pitching you. Okay, so he works for a company. He goes, "I work for a company. Uh, we got a, we got a whole thing we could throw at this a marketing machine, and you know we'll be able to produce it." He goes, "What do you, what makes it so good?" I cry into it. He goes, "You cry into it?" Yeah. He looks disgusted. He That's like, what I like, would expect people to. Does he know how good they work, or does he just know how good they're selling? He was. Uh, he goes. Look, I don't. I don't use it myself, but uh, my my men tell me it's great. He looks you up and down like he's just disappointed in you. He goes, "You cry from it." No, goes, not That's from the it. secret. Into you, you cry it. into it. Yeah. That's it. Uh huh. He goes, "Oh, that's strange." He goes, "Well, I mean, we could, uh, you know, we could mass produce your tears. I suppose we could make it work." He goes, if you, if you want to be business partners, I'm happy to help get this thing going for you. What, what is he offering me? He goes, What's, I mean, it depends on how well it does. He goes, long-term project, projections, three years out. We could probably be talking about $150,000 a year. We'll have a national footprint. I mean, who knows? We might get Scott Bakula on board. Scott Bakula. Who's Scott Bakula? He's the, the guy who was the star of Quantum Leap, that television show in the 80s. He's fallen on hard times, and he is out for blood. Like he will market anything at this point. So, can I just sell you my tears instead? He goes, no. He goes, I mean, that's we're going to need your assistance with that. But you know, this we want to own the rights to it. You know, we we want to. This is going to be our thing. You want to own the rights to it to your tears? Yeah, we want to. We want to patent your tears. I'm not going to let him patent my tears. He goes, well, that's what makes it work. I mean, how are we going to make I'll it work I'll just sell you. I'll, I won't let it. I won't sell them to anyone else. I'll just sell them to you. He you goes, can run a monopoly. He goes, we got to manufacture them here. You know, we got we to gotta figure out what it's made of and then reproduce that in the lab. We can't have that out in the world, you know. We need those tears. That, okay, I'm not going to fold on it, Scaratini. I'll sell my tears, but I'm not going to, I can't, you can't have a patent on my tears. That doesn't, I don't win there. But I'll sell you my tears. I like, you, I don't care how you do your business. He goes, okay. You do all that bad stuff. You can run a monopoly. You know what I mean? No one else is going to get my tears. He goes, all right. He pulls a small vial out of his jacket. He goes, fill it up. I want a million dollars. He goes, you show me that this is how it works. You got my word. Okay, so I'm not gonna give him a vial till I I get a million dollars. He goes, so. okay. Well, I need something. To, I need something to prove that this works. He okay, goes, so I you, do it. I do the thing. Here. I do. I do the thing. I I get a little tear and I put it on the toilet paper. What do you, and then I, what do you think I of? What do you think of pants. to make you cry? What was that? What do you think of to make you cry? I think of watching one of those videos uh-huh. where it's all those pigs yeah. in like. In like a factory farm, like a slaughterhouse, a slaughterhouse, yeah. and then. But what makes me cry is the dudes that work there are just so heartless about it. Because yeah. like I eat meat, I could do it. 
Yeah. But like these dudes that do it are almost like horny to drag these pigs. And these pigs just scream in these videos. Yeah. They're like, yeah. they hate that they, they know they're about to be murdered. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I don't, know, I don't give too many shits about animals. Yeah. But like, if I did that to an animal, especially if it was like my job, I'd be like, oh. But these guys in these videos, they're just heartless. Yeah. And I just watched it. And I'm like, oh, makes me. That is so what I think about that. You think about the guys in the slaughterhouse video and what their lives are, you know, and kind of what they like come home to, you know what I mean? Like just what it's like to live that life, waking up every day, driving to work, smelling the smells, punching the clock, feeling the slickness of like the, uh, you know, the, the, I don't know what they would call it, like the workroom floor, you know what I mean? Just like all the sensory, tactile sensory input you get. You think about all of it. Several tears pour down your cheek into this vial he caps it up holds it up to the sun swirls it around he goes we'll be in touch and then he puts it into his jacket pocket and he snaps his fingers and the longest blackest limousine you've ever seen pulls up through the parking lot and he gets inside the door just opens and he just kind of like steps back into the limousine and then the door closes he drives away you go home like, that's fucking strange. That's really weird. You spend the next week like. How did he get all the toilet paper? Huh? How did where did all the toilet paper that he bought? You turn around, like where you kept it all. It's not there anymore. Fuck. This guy Scaratini's got some moves that I'm not expecting, huh? So you go back home. You like uh, you're like okay, time to make the next batch. You know, you start like uh, you're like watching Lifetime movies. You're um. You got like uh, really strong clamps. You'll just pinch yourself every now and then. One out of every five times you do it, it turns you on. That goes into a different vial. Your semen. And my testing things out. My testing might come on things to no, see what it I does. I mean, like kind of, but you're not like. Like rubbing it little, on steel and then shooting it or something. No, you haven't gone that far with it. You're just, you're trying to like save up a bottle's worth first. You're pretty close. So. You're like, okay, making new tiers, making new batches of toilet paper, right? You're sitting there. One night, there's a knock at your door. It's 8 o'clock on the dot. What do you do? I go look through the people. You see that same brown suit? It's Caratini. You see him like peering into the people at you? His eye just looks so blue. What do you do? I say, hey, it's, what's up? It's JT, but through the door. I don't open it yet because I don't really trust him yet. He goes, uh, hey. I, uh, no, remember when he snapped his fingers and a limousine showed up? I don't open the door. I he's say, a man hey. Of, he's a man of impressive power. He goes, hey, JT, uh, have you got a minute? I, I want to talk to you here about what we spoke about the other day. I do. I have one of those chains on my door. Oh, do you? Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah, I do. Of course I do. I hope I open my door. I like, but, but just to the chain part, and I look through the crack, and yeah. I go, "Hey, what's up?" He goes, "You mind if I come in? I, I got, I got some numbers I want to run by you. I want to talk about this. I want to see if we can come to an understanding." Yeah. Let's. And I take him to my living room. And we sit down. So you guys sit down in the living room. He goes, "Look, JT, I've been, I've been running by the man upstairs, and." Well, look, we need we need a patent on those tears. We think you're right. 
Uh, we need to figure it out. We we think we're close, but we need to patent that man because uh, as soon as that as soon as that patent gets out, other people are going to be making it. Plus wipes are a thing of the past. Everybody's going to have them. We got to look out for our business interests here. Okay. Are you on board with this? No, I can't. I'm not going to sell the patent for my tears. That's the that's the one line. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? You gonna keep making seven hundred bucks a weekend? You gonna keep living in in this shithole? Well, I figure you'll just buy my tears. You just buy them. Because that's not how this. That's not. That's just you won't you won't cave. That's not businessy enough. He goes, yeah, because then what's to say that somebody else could reverse engineer and they're now they got their own set of tears. I don't. We need to lock this down for us. I I really want to explain to Scaratini that seven hundred bucks a weekend sounds really good to me. He goes, we're gonna. We're, I, we told you we're gonna give you so much more than that. You come on board with us, you'll make one hundred and fifty thousand dollars by the third year. You'll, you'll have an, a, a national brand. But then someone else will own my tears. He goes, that's correct. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't seem worth it, right? He goes, that's that's your call. He goes, look, I got to be honest with you. We're, Unless he goes, we're close. I can own Scarantini's tears. He goes, okay. You want to trade tears? I would trade tear ownership, but the deal would be the same amount of tears that I produce for you, you have to produce for me. He looks at you, he says, I've cried four tears in my entire life. That sound like valuable tears. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm not on your level. Who? He goes, well, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll make an I'll make an exception. I'll give you the number five. If this is what it takes, we think this is revolutionary toilet paper technology. We're gonna change the world. If this is what it takes, I'll do it. We've come to a tier agreement. I yeah. own your tiers, and whatever I produce, you produce. You guys will be tier brothers. Yeah. He goes. I'll give you one of my tiers if you give us the rights to your tiers. No, that's not the deal. What's the deal? The the deal is that. However many tears I have to produce for mm-hmm. Scarantini, Scarantini has to produce that many for me. He goes, I can't do that. That's I can't. All right. Well, I guess you realize how valuable my tears are then, don't you, young man? And I call him that. I say young man because he he's in my house. He was. You don't disrespect me like that. I sound like I think I just did, Scarantini. Then I pull out a gun that's been in my underwear the whole time. Oh, by the way, I'm only in whitey tidies when I answered the door. That's fine. Yeah, he knows. He wasn't uncomfortable. He didn't even no. notice it. He does, it doesn't. I pull out the all. gun that's been in my whitey tidies. I say, I don't want this to get violent, but I want you to know I'm ready. And there's one of those laser with things on it. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, like a laser sight. Absolutely, there's a fucking laser sight on it because those things are scary as shit. He goes. And it's on. It's goes, been on in my underwear this whole fucking time. He goes, let me, let me be crystal clear. Are you threatening me with a gun? No. I'm just holding it because it makes me feel confident. He goes, are you threatening me with that gun? No. It makes me feel tougher when I have to talk to men that are stronger than me. He goes, well, that's not, that's not what this is. We don't have that kind of relationship. You don't need a gun around me. He goes, look. We're going to figure this out. You're on board or you're not. What's it going to be? And he stands up. There's not a single line out of place on his suit. What do you say to him? I say thank you. Right? He goes, are you in or are you out? No, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to sell the patent on my tears. He goes, okay. He goes, well, nice knowing you, JT. Uh, we'll figure it out. And then you'll be poor and penniless and, you know, you really fucked up here. 
And he walks away. The next day, the front page of the New York Times is uh, is an advertisement for the Lanolax Corporation new. It's called Superply, and it's uh, it's the world's most absorbent toilet paper. And you're like, what the fuck? This is insane. They're they're selling it for so much cheaper than you are. You said you're like, you know what? Whatever. I've got my audience. My people like. JT you know, plus. They, they love the plus wipes. They'll be there for me. That weekend you set up your you set up your stand, you don't sell a single thing. As you're getting ready to like close up shop, just ejected, you see this black limousine pull up into the parking lot. Scaratini. Jimmy Scaratini steps out of it. He's wearing a long mink coat. Money on the plus wipes, I bet. He goes, Hey, he spins around in it. It looks fucking great. He goes, well, you fucked up. We figured it out. We made the wipes. You're out of business. He goes, but look, I got to be honest with you. I still want your tears. (laughs) He goes, you got no use for them now. He goes, we love them. We'll buy them off of you. How much? $25,000. You give us the right to your tears. That's it. We walk when away. Worth $150,000. Used to be, but you know, sometimes you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. Sometimes you play it wrong. Patent to he my spins ears. around in that mink fucking coat again. 25 grand yep. to my now valueless tears. Yeah. Just because you like them. I, first off, can yeah. I say, Scarantini? Yeah. If I would have known that you were this good of dude. Yeah. When I had this offer earlier, and mm-hmm. I didn't get that mafioso devil vibe, yeah, we'd be wearing mink cokes together. He goes, "Yeah, we could have been the life." He goes, "What do you say, twenty five grand for the patent to my tears? Yep, that are now valueless. Yeah, absolutely." So you sign over, you sign the contract. As soon as you sign your name, it your signature flashes bright red and then black again. And he goes, "Okay," so he uh. He grabs the back of your head and he touches you in a way where tears just start streaming down your face. He holds a funnel up underneath your chin. You're just stuck in one place crying and you cry what feels like a year's worth of tears. He's got a gallon bucket, snaps his fingers, gets back in the car. You walk away dazed, right? The next day, front page of the New York Times, there's an advertisement for Superply Plus with a new and improved formula. Oh my God. Now they have your original tears. This toilet paper goes everywhere. And they're better than the ones that they had. Yeah. So an, they was, weren't actually valueless. It was and an Scarantini tricked me with fake kindness. I mean, they, they didn't need them to make that product, but you know, they enhanced their uh, their current supply. So they're everywhere, right? Every it's, it's totally revolutionized toiletries across America. One year to the day exactly that you first tried your wipes um that person's body started to feel the full effects of your magical tears and they dried up from the inside 
and they just shriveled up into little dust and blew away. The first person that used them. Yeah. So slowly, over the next probably six weeks or so, most of humanity shrivels up and blows away and gets wiped out. Uh, from you, the butthole in. From the butthole in. All that's left is a butthole. So every time like that person just dries up and blows away, all that's left is just a butthole. So there's just buttholes everywhere, right? All across America. Just every, the people are like sweeping them off the streets. Including me. No, it doesn't work on you. So you wind up wandering Earth alone, just eating canned foods until one day you get, uh, you get eaten by a pack of wolves. <laughs> These wolves come out of the field. Uh, they ran out of buttholes to eat. They ate all the buttholes in the world. And they, they were coming the after you. The wolves ate all the buttholes <laughs> all of the, the world. There were a lot of them, brother. And they, their breath smells so bad. You could smell them coming from a mile away, but you were just helpless to do anything. So and they just uh, they tear you to shreds on the Congress Bridge. And as they rip you limb from limb. I didn't even get out of Austin. No, you fucking stayed here. As they rip you limb from limb, you just think about, you know, your life and kind of like what led to it and how you ultimately destroyed humanity. For $25,000. Mm-hmm. You, uh, as you die, your soul ascends to heaven. You see God, who is uh, a bald woman with ice blue eyes. I read the shack. Like the I deepest glacier. God shakes her head at you and then she motions you down and you wander around heaven or pardon me, hell. Sorry, wrong one. You wander around hell and it's just a fucking slaughterhouse floor. You wander around and you see just these guys who's looking sad, just punching in, punching out, horny for these pigs. You know what I mean? Like you were saying. Uh-huh. That's my exactly words. what I said. We're needing so to kill the pigs. You spend your life just conversing with the saddest, most dejected pieces of shit on the planet. You know, uh, you never accomplish anything. You never get to clock out. You never get to take a lunch break or anything. You're just constantly surrounded by these assholes slaughtering pigs. That's it. Because I sold my tears for twenty five thousand dollars. No, because you didn't agree to work with Jimmy Scaratini. Who, I mean, I can't tell you what he would have done, but. You fucked up, and you, now you're in hell on a slaughterhouse floor. Slaughterhouse four. It was the prequel to Slaughterhouse five. Slaughterhouse floor was the prequel to Slaughterhouse five. Yep. And it was about a slaughterhouse floor being someone's eternal hell. Yeah. I did not read that. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of, I kind of, in the end, didn't really work out. You went to hell. Yeah. 